Today on the podcast, we have the exciting privilege and opportunity to interview one of our evening CrossFit superwomen, Laura Vermilia, to learn what it's really like in a real CrossFit gym. And fun fact, she's a YouTube content creator. She's a podcast host, super interesting person. We are excited to learn more about her on the podcast today. Stick around. Welcome to the CrossFit Edwardsville Community Podcast where we hear and learn from our coaches, CrossFitters, and Glen Ed community leaders. Now, here are your hosts, Dallas and Greg. Welcome to another episode of the CrossFit Edward Community Podcast, where we talk to our CFE coaches, learn about our CFE CrossFitters, and occasionally meet and learn about Glen Ed businesses and the characters behind them. I'm your co-host, Coach G, and excited to welcome to the podcast today one of our evening CrossFit superwomen, the Laura Vermilia. Laura, welcome to the podcast. Hey, Coach G. Thank you so much for having me on today. It is a great honor, and I'm really excited to tell you about myself. Hey, that's awesome. The rumor has it, Laura, this is maybe the first time that you've been the one being interviewed for a podcast. Is that right? This is true. I've done quite a few interviews for my personal podcast, but this is the first time that I've really been in the spotlight. So I'm excited, but also like, you know, a little nervous, but it's mostly excited. I think that one of the great things that CrossFit teaches us, because like I know me, I'm always a little bit nervous in like the 60 seconds before the, the workout's about to start. I think one of the cool things CrossFit teaches us is like, yeah, we're a little bit nervous, but that's okay. Because once we, once we wade into those waters, there's so many cool benefits. And for our audience out here, maybe doesn't know, Laura officially became a part of our CrossFit Edwardsville community on September 20th of 2020. And since that time, she has completed, get ready for this, big number alert, 527 CrossFit sessions 527 workouts so laura is a metal artist living in the heart of the midwest she's the host of the podcast iron podcast she's a content creator for the youtube channel cast iron gypsy she's married she's a crossfitter she's one of the co-captains of the evening crossfitters cfe open team becoming more badass by the day that is a hell of a resume to launch into this laura we're really excited to interview you and learn more about you thank you so much so today we'll learn more about laura the crossfitter and the woman behind the microphone the woman outside the gym so we'll start with some easier questions laura so over 500 crossfit workouts completed so far you will clearly have some perspective now. What are your all-time favorite CrossFit workouts? Well, I have to say that I don't have any specific CrossFit workouts like that I absolutely love, but I definitely love the type of workout that more is a grind. So longer duration workouts that... Um, We'll have a couple of movements, like maybe three different movements or like a cash in and then uh, two movements pairing for a certain amount of reps and then a cash out. Just something that will help me bolster my mental toughness. I feel sure. like I mean, I love all of the workouts that I've done. Like, I mean, there's definitely ones that I curse in the middle of them, but but I definitely find that I prefer to settle in to a long grind 
and uh, the kind of flash in the pan workouts, just five minutes and stuff, even though they are hard, um, they almost are too, oh, like it's bittersweet because they're over too quick. Sure. <laughs> so you, you mentioned the workouts that you curse. I want to hear about the workouts that you curse, the hardest CrossFit workouts that you've done. What are those workouts? I mean, I'm just going to come out and say it. Uh, Murph, the, <laughs> you know, workout that we do every Memorial day. And now it's a blessing that we are able to scale because with Murph, you know, I'm not really the strongest runner. It's not one of my favorite things to do, but I am grateful that CrossFit uh, like gives me a, an avenue to get it in. Cause I do feel like it's healthy to get a little running in. And so um, having sure. that to train for is definitely good. And then also, you know, I can't really do RX pull-ups or RS, RX push-ups, but I can do air squats all day, you know? So it's like the perfect blend of giving me something to work on. So giving me, you know, trying to be stronger at my pull-ups, whether they're banded or on a box and just trying to improve on those movements. But at the end of the day, um, Murph will just, I mean, sometimes like, I remember the second time that I did it is the first, the first time I felt like I really worked hard at it and it took me a week to recover, you know? Wow. So yeah. Murph is an epic one. And it's very timely here, Laura. We know that coach Bailey is writing the workouts, help us get ready for it. Thank God we're starting now. We have yeah. you know, months. Well, which is good. We get a chance to build up our capacity so we're ready when Memorial Day rolls around. You mentioned that there are certain parts of that workout that are really exciting for you. Like what exercises are your favorites? Which exercises do you get the most stoked to see in the programming? Like Bailey writes this exercise and you're like, that is my jam. Well, um, these movements are not in Murph, but the ones that I kind of tend to like the most are anything really with a kettlebell. So kettlebell swings, kettlebell snatches. I like kettlebell. I just like the kettlebell. I'm very f familiar with that piece of equipment just from even before I started CrossFit. And so um, kettlebells and also heavy dumbbells, like heavy dumbbell carries, but also like kettlebell uh i'm sorry i misspoke dumbbell snatches i just tend to and i tend to be able to do the rx weight sure for those um those pieces of equipment so i don't know if i would like to see a, a workout with both of those movements as a couplet but hint, those hint, are Bailey. my favorite <laughs> so at over 500 workouts, Laura's achieved veteran CrossFitter status and, and kind of like a leadership role also within our CrossFit community that you were you were voted to be the person to be the captain of your squad at the CrossFit Open. So like, as more of a veteran, you have some perspective now, what mistakes do you see newbie CrossFitters making? Or if there's maybe like one mistake that you most commonly seen newbie crossfitters making maybe something that like maybe a mistake that you made when you were early in your crossfit journey and looking back like oh i know better now and i would what is that thing oh and it's uh actually something that i probably still do too much today but i would say newbies and just across the board comparing yourself to another athlete you just you can't compare yourself 
to anybody else. And so newbies will come in and they'll see, you know, a uh, uh, athlete that's a more veteran athlete that maybe has the techniques down, has the form down and are able to hit higher weights because of it. You can't compare yourself to anybody, especially if you're just starting because it's an easy way to get discouraged and you can't, all you can do is compare against your previous self and how you're improving. Sure. So it's not like your advice for the newbie CrossFit would be like, don't determine your success or failure based on what you're doing relative to the, the whiz kid to your right, who's been doing this for years. Like if you're new to CrossFit, enjoy the journey of being in your lane and doing the right moves, right exercises for you. Absolutely. And also another thing to like, kind of to that point is that that whiz kid may be 10 years younger than you. Sure. They may be, or they may be five years older than you, but they have the, the longevity in CrossFit, you know, they've been doing CrossFit longer than you. And so it's like, you really can't compare yourself to anybody else besides your previous self. Yeah. So speaking of that, Laura comparing to Laura, what is your number one goal in fitness right now? Like, where is Laura trying to take Laura in the coming months? Um, well, so recently with the upcoming, you know, we already talked about Murph and Bailey has started, you know, putting our, our pr steering our programming more towards that big, um, achievement, but also, um, like other things like more Olympic weightlifting right now, but we're, we're looking at Murph coming up. So I have kind of committed to adding a couple of morning walk jogs and eventually I would like them to turn because I don't have the capacity for it right now to do the full jogging but because I've tried it I've I've, I've put in a couple of sessions already so um but to try and add some morning jogging before I go into work just short just so that something achievable so that maybe I can you know even if we're not running every single day in CrossFit classes, I might just get a little bit of that cardio just to like beef up my ability. Um, and the long-term goal for 2023 is to get toes to bar. So 2022 was to get double unders. Mm -hmm. And I feel confident that I can, I mean, I'm still working on them. I'm still getting them, but I feel confident that if I keep working on them, that goal is pretty much in the hat as long as I stay consistent with my practice and stick to it to keep doing them in the workouts, in the classes. But I'm I'm adding or kind of shifting my, my gaze to this more gymnastics uh, toes to bar because we saw them in the open this year and I want to focus on getting them for next year for the open. I dig so that. those are two goals, like kind of a short one and a long one. So for, for Laura, we're going to see Laura become a more confident runner and a more confident gymnast with toes to bar in the coming months, it seems. Yeah. Cool. At least give me a year. <laughs> well, that's, so that's Laura looking forward. Now, if we look back for just a moment here, Laura, how did you find out about us CrossFit Brazil in the first place? So funny story, but I already had been stalking CrossFit Edwardsville before I even lived in this area. Really? I used, yes. I used to live um, in St. Louis, Missouri, over by the airport. And I started being interested in CrossFit in maybe 2017, 2018. And I went, you know, on 
CrossFit corporate website to find affiliates that were registered and, um, you know, saw the ones in the St. Louis area and like St. Louis metro area. And um, I just really was also my husband went to SIUE. So we used to live in Edwardsville. And so I just really was attracted to the CrossFit Edwardsville website and another kind of like green flag. Cause if we think of a red flag as a bad thing, a green flag for me that CrossFit Edwardsville was a good gym was I noticed that CrossFit Edwardsville would have um, L1 trainings and periodically would have trainings where um, you could get a, uh, your, I don't know exactly. I've never gone through the L1, but like you can get approved to be a coach or something. Yeah, we host cross-level one events, cross-level two events, CrossFit Strongman, CrossFit Gymnastics. Sure. Yeah. And so for me, I felt like if this gym is the type of gym that can host these events, then it's probably a, a high caliber. But it was just, you know, living in the St. Aaron area of St. Louis, it was just too far of a commute at that time in 2018 sure. when I started. So I, I ended up joining a different gym more in the like North County area. Um, yeah. So that's how I learned out about uh, how I learned about CrossFit Edwardsville. Cool. So then now fast forward to now, I think we're about two and a half years in to your yeah. CrossFit Edwardsville journey, which cheers to that. Thank you. What keeps you coming back to see if he, um, well, so I moved, I, I got this job that I have now at Southern Illinois University, Edwardsville, and uh, my husband and I moved over to the Edwardsville area. You know, we live in the Alton area, but I uh, moved during the pandemic and, but then I could like achieve my dream of being a CrossFit Edwardsville athlete. And so we picked up in the middle of the pandemic, it was November of 2020. So I started actually, I knew I was going to start because I knew we were buying a house in this area. And I knew no matter where we were going to live, it would be close to my job. And my job is close to CFE. And so I right. started as an athlete in CrossFit Edwardsville, even before we had the house in the Illinois area. And so, um, you know, it was a really weird, this is related to the question I promise. <laughs> um, it was a really weird time. You know, I joined the gym and everybody was doing a great job of making sure we were um, disinfecting the equipment and masking and still social distancing. But outside of um, my job, where I only really interface with three people, even though it's for the big university, the museum section department the museum department is a small department in a, in a storage facility building so i really only see three people and so being able to join the crossfit community at crossfit edwardsville that's where i got all my friends hands down hands down and so i would say that besides always wanting to be a crossfitter and enjoying being a crossfit athlete what keeps me coming back to crossfit edwardsville is the people, my friends. It's my whole friend circle. It's my social circle. Sure. The people at CrossFit Edwardsville are A+. Plus. Oh, that's awesome to hear you say. I know that for me, I'm a pretty committed introvert. And the time that I spend, like I was in the 930 class this morning. I know that for me, it's 
it helps me get out of my own shell to interact with people and because otherwise I'd be like on my own in front of a computer all day. And it's, I think it's really helpful to have that time away from home, away from work to be just a whole person hanging out with other fun adults and like just like doing fitness, having a good time. So this leads nicely to my next question is what have been the best benefits for Laura? You, you mentioned you make friends, you have that community, there's that the social circle for you. Like what else in terms of like how you look, feel, perform, helping you as a, a professional has, who needs physical capacity, like speak to that a little bit. Um, let's see. So I like definitely seeing my friends, but we've already talked about that is, is something that is one of the best parts of doing CrossFit, but also like at the end of the day, um, feeling like both my physical and mental capacity has been drained. And I know that drained probably sounds negative, but in a way, when you think about, okay, we're going to, it's the end of the night, we're winding down, we're going to bed being able to say that I'm tired mentally because I, you know, worked a lot in front of the computer or interface with people that made me mentally tired. But then also I went to CrossFit, you know, stretched out, but then also got a good workout in, maybe sweat a little bit. And so then I feel like it's depleted my, my physical energy. And that really helps me. I feel like get a good night's rest. And so that probably is what keeps me back coming back daily because <laughs> I, I crave now that that good night's sleep that I feel like CrossFit sure. gives me. And, um, you know, just also, I like, I mean, let's see, what else did I write down? Um, I do feel like, okay, the, this is a good thing that I wrote down ahead of time, but um, the best part of doing, one of the best parts of doing CrossFit for me is to appreciate my body for its physical abilities. So it's my sure. capabilities of strength, resilience, um, and to not feel discouraged when my body isn't living up to the teenage magazine model. Right. Like it's just like that's – once I was able to appreciate my body for its strength, for how much I can deadlift or how much I can ride on the – assault bike or something like it didn't matter what it looks like as much. I mean, obviously I like to look fit, but, mm -hmm. um, realizing that all bodies are different and that I can't hold myself to an unrealistic goal because those magazine covers that like I aspired to be when I was younger, it's not realistic, but what I'm achieving with the help of CrossFit training, that is realistic and it's something to be proud of. Sure. And I can really appreciate that too, that I think for so many people, a lot of life gets to be like, this is like repetitive hamster wheel of I'm doing the same thing at work every day. And there's a lot of stuff that just feels like rote repetition from day to day to day. A lot of people, a lot of like working adults, this may not be Laura's story, something that we hear a lot is that you can kind yeah. of feel like it's, it's groundhog day. And especially like when you're you're out of school and you're no longer an athlete in a sport, perhaps it's very easy to kind of forget or not not be able not be able to experience the magic of seeing what your body is capable of and learning about yourself in that way. And one of the cool things that I've seen and what I hear about from people in CrossFit is that 
it lets you kind of rediscover yourself and what you're capable of. And it's really cool when you have the opportunity to surprise yourself, like, holy cow, I didn't know that I could deadlift that. Or, hey, I didn't know that I could I could land five double unders. Hey, this is kind of cool. It's like it, it reopens the door to self-discovery in a kind of fulfilling way, in a lot of ways. And as you said, it's it's awfully rewarding to to get to the end of the day and just feel that sense of satisfaction. Like I can tell, I can feel in my mind, in my body. I really, I really pushed myself today. I want to sleep well at night, knowing that I put in the work today. I'm proud of what I've done, and I had fun with my friends. And that's what really matters the most. So, speaking of social circles, Laura. Tell us about your family now. Shout out your people. Shout out your friends. Uh, well, definitely my husband, Rob. He has supported me in CrossFit, which I think is very important for a woman to say. My husband supports mm -hmm. me in, in CrossFit and gaining strength, and um, but also in everything. He supports me in everything. And, um, you know, my family has been really supportive as well and excited. My mom always says, I think CrossFit is just the best thing. You're really doing great. And I don't know if she knows exactly like what we're doing, but that's okay because she's just proud that I'm staying active and that I'm, you know, um, that I'm proud of my body and, and my capabilities, you know, and I have, I have a brother who he and his wife have two kids, our niece mm -hmm. and nephew. And so just to be um, a role model for them moving forward and just know that my niece can look up to me and, and say, wow, my auntie, you know, can deadlift 215 pounds or whatever, whatever. I mean, they're young now. They're really young. But I feel um, really grateful for CrossFit that um, they'll be able to grow up with this like constant figure of me. Mm -hmm just mm -hmm. being strong and, and, uh, confident. And then, mm -hmm. uh, my in-laws are fantastic as well. Uh, so my husband is one of four boys and all three of his brothers are just like, almost like blood brothers to me. I mean, I've been in the family for a while now, um, over 10 years. So, <laughs> so they They've kind of adopted as their little sister. And it's just, it's, I have a wonderful family and I'm very grateful for all of them. That's awesome. Now, but we have to ask about your career too, because it's, it's not every day that we get to have like a real content creator for the YouTube content creator on the podcast side of things. So tell us about your career and then how that has like filtered into these other really exciting things that you do as well, Laura. Well, so I went to school for art. I went to school for jewelry design for my Bachelor of Fine Arts. And then and that was at a state school in Massachusetts, a state university. And then uh, immediately from there, I went to graduate school for metalsmithing and sculpture as well. And so, you know, the sculpture is quite a physical endeavor. And so... Um, like welding and and that's where I learned the art of iron casting at the University of Georgia and um from there I moved to the St. Louis area for a residency in the metal arts and um was kind of bouncing around the St. Louis area for a couple of years having multiple part-time jobs 
at the same time, um, just to like pay the bills and pay my student loans and all of that. And um, I fell into the career of an art handler and art installer. And so that looked like, you know, being an art installer for starting off as a volunteer for the Craft Alliance. I'm just dropping like local art organization names in St. Louis, but the Craft Alliance people will be familiar with. And then I went on to work for Lohmeyer Sculpture Park and the Regional Arts Commission as kind of gallery assistants, installers, until I finally landed a job at the St. Louis Art Museum as a preparator. And preparator is basically the the trade name for an art installer or an art handler. So I worked for the St. Louis Art Museum for about five, almost five years, um, just installing all the exhibitions. So if anybody locally like went to the Egyptian show that had those like Egypt, huge Egyptian statues and stuff, I helped with a hard hat on and a gantry, you know, installing those things. And so it's very physical. And so that was one of the reasons why I started CrossFit was so that I would be strong enough to not be injured at work. I was strong enough to do the physical labor of holding up really large paintings and and like, you know, having upper body strength so that I could install hardware that was over my head. And so that kind of career then transitioned into working at the Southern Illinois University Edwardsville um museum. And so it's a smaller, less stressful environment, <laughs> which I enjoy very much. And um, so that's what I usually say is I diversify my revenue stream by having a full-time job. And so that job of art handler is how I, you know, how we pay the mortgage and that's how I get my health insurance. But then, and I think we'll talk about it probably more in the hobbies section. We'll talk more about the content creation and the podcast, because those are my passions. Like those are the things that if I could do that for a full-time job, man, I probably would. But at the moment right now, it's just slow going. So. Well, let's, let's get into that then. Cause I I do want to hear about Laura's hobbies, her interests outside the gym, the fun stuff, the passion stuff. So like, let's get all all of your friends here at CFE. Like we want to hear about this. We want to learn this side of, of you. Laura, the the content creator. Tell us about that. Yeah. So um, let's see. It was probably around the same time that I started CrossFit. I noticed that on YouTube, there wasn't anybody posting videos about iron casting art. And now iron casting is something that obviously has been around for a really long time. I mean, we see tools and equipment and cast iron skillets, and we know the you know, change plates in our gym are cast iron. You know, we know that there's a lot of accoutrement to living that are already cast iron, but using cast iron as a medium to produce sculpture and art, you know, that really wasn't a thing. Usually it was just bronze and like the classical, oh, that sculpture is cast in bronze, or maybe it would be cast in aluminum, but cast iron art really started in the U.S. in the 60s. So it's a very kind of new grassroots movement, um, kind of based a lot in academia, but also casting iron is something that binds people as a community, creates friendships, and it's a lower cost material. Because a lot of times the cast iron that we get is cast iron brake rotors that are uh, old cast iron bathtubs 
cast iron radiators from houses that are getting, you know, new heating and cooling systems. And so all this scrap will take and um, smash it with a sledgehammer. So you have to be wow. strong. And, sure. And uh, then we'll put it in buckets. And so then when you're loading the furnace, you have to um, lift these buckets. I mean, a lot of times they're 35 pound buckets, which isn't that heavy when you think about like a CrossFit, like I'll use a 35 pound kettlebell. But if you're doing that for three hours and you also have to take that bucket, pick it off the ground. So basically deadlift it and then carry it up some stairs because the top of the furnace, you might have to climb up a little, um, we'll call it a tower, but that sounds like it's, that sounds extra. Like really, it's just like a little, a couple of stairs to then dump it in the top of the furnace. And so all of these things, um, are really physical. And so I feel like that physical ability ties back into the strength that I'm building daily in CrossFit. And so these events will only really happen depending on where you are. Maybe if you're lucky, it's once a month. For me, it's more like every six months I'll go to one of these. And so it's like, it would be really easy for a person who is not daily training to um, hurt themselves in that situation, sure. you know, breaking the iron we already talked about is like repetitive sledgehammer use. But mm -hmm. um, another thing is once the, uh, the metal is molten and we take it out of the furnace, we put it in kind of like a large bucket that's lined with really high temperature resistant material. And that bucket of molten iron, 100 pounds, 150 pounds. Sure. And you have to support it because if you drop it, not only is that, like really hot, but it'll spray everywhere. And then you've lost all that effort. And then that's sure. somebody's sculpture that can't be made. And so I've been doing this, you know, for maybe since I started in the fall of 2009 and I'm very passionate about it. I noticed that there were a lot of people posting about it on Instagram and Facebook, but nobody was really posting about it on YouTube or the videos that were on YouTube were kind of boring. Like just somebody's yeah. like GoPro head cam. And so I decided that I wanted to start making a YouTube channel based on my journeys in iron casting. And um, so that so so that's what I do now. And uh, ironically, like then the pandemic happened. And so I wasn't able to go to any of these events, but still training with CrossFit so that I was ready when the time came. But um, sure. so then my YouTube channel kind of changed more to me working in my metalsmithing studio and doing kind of small, small seal projects. But it helped me build my filming skills, my editing skills. Like, you know, we talked about before we started the podcast, but, you know, getting a handle on audio and making sure that I had like good microphones and things like that. And so, yeah, so that's my... Uh, that's my YouTube channel based on cast iron art and my travels. But there's more to it, right? Is this, is that also where you get your content for your podcast? Yeah. So, um, a few things happened. Um, I listened to a lot of podcasts about making. So I found that there's a lot of podcasts about blacksmithing and knife making and woodworking and, uh, just different prop making and things like that. But there was no, it's the same thing again, as in there was no YouTube channel 
talking about iron casting art. There's no podcast that somebody like me in uh, the cast iron art community, there was no content for, for us that was specifically about iron casting. And so also um, some people in the cast iron art community passed away. And so I realized that these stories, because a lot of these people that are still alive, but they're in their 70s, they started the movement. And, you know, every day that goes by, they get a little bit older. We all do. It's a part of life. But I really wanted to, I felt, I felt driven to capture their stories in in a meaningful way so that it would be immortal, like the history would kind of be captured from their perspective, sure. but then right. also this history can be shared with other people around the world and, and those to come that maybe will never meet these, um, these like Pioneers. fathers. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so now I have, I have the podcast and the YouTube channel and uh, work full time and go to CrossFit. I guess you could say full time if I go six days a week. Right. And, uh, so those are that's like everything that I'm passionate about all like right there. How do you balance it all? You have so many different uh, irons in the fire, pun intended. My gosh. Well, I have to I have to work my day job like I have to go and install art. But one good thing about it is. As soon as like it's time for me to leave to go to CrossFit, I don't have to – I'm fortunate that I don't have to think about my job after hours. And there's a lot of people that don't have the luxury of doing that. So if you're going to have kind of a lifestyle like mine, it would probably benefit you to not have a job that you – you work even when you're, you know, some people will th say, I feel like I'm working even when I'm sleeping. Like, so that's sure. a benefit that I have is like, I'm not a manager. I don't have to really think about that day job outside of work. So like I sure. leave. And then another thing is I have to stay healthy and I have to stay like bodily able to do everything I want. So that's another, like I have certain non-negotiables, like the CrossFit is a non-negotiable trying to eat healthy is a non-negotiable. So like cooking food when I get home from CrossFit, having quinoa prepped so that all I have to do is grill some vegetables. Like those are non-negotiables because my longevity is going to help me be a more prolific person. And so uh, then the other things I feel like scheduling is a big part of that. So making sure that I'm scheduling uh, like the podcast only goes out every other week. And so I'm able to, so that's kind of one of the ways that I'm able to maintain it is because I have figured out how long it takes me to edit the podcast, upload it, all that stuff, the thumbnail, everything, and, and then still be able to fit in the, the YouTube stuff. And so that's just sure. troubleshooting, but scheduling and, um, when I have to let something go, I just let it go and know like, okay, I'm not going to upload on the YouTube channel this week because I have a CrossFit competition. I'm doing Festivus. And so it's like, you know, there's, there's being kind with myself and knowing that I have my hard and fast that are the most important. And then the hobbies, like the, 
the YouTube channel and and the podcast. Like I do have the podcast schedule, but you know, there's there's other things that they're my hobby. Yeah. Sure. Well, it's awesome that you get to have like so many different like passion projects and things that you love. Uh, you know, swimming in the the Laura ecosphere, I guess you could say. So we're gonna go into a, a little bit of a lightning round. Okay. Now, Laura, we'll kind of like we'll throw you a question. Give us your 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 like your ten second answer related to stuff we talked about so far. The stuff you love. What is an unusual habit or an absurd thing, a crazy thing that Laura loves? Go. Oh no. Um. Okay, this is really weird, but one thing that I love doing that is probably gonna be bonkers is I love dumping footage from my SD cards. So like anytime I film something, you know, with the camera, yeah. the little tiny card will have like those files on it. And that gives me so much anxiety because so much can happen. And I've spent so much time, you know, getting that Making, footage and so creating, having that be those files be backed up on two different external hard drives once that's done, so I have the SD card and then I have it on two different external hard drives. Oh, it's like the best feeling ever. And that's it's something I've never enormous relief. Like, oh yeah. thank God. And and I've never told anybody that. <laughs> hey, I love it. So, okay. Next question. What's what's a question you've always wished somebody would ask you? Go. Well, it's funny because we touched on it a little bit. So I really have always wanted to be asked, how does CrossFit and iron casting, mm -hmm. like how do they relate? But I already sure. kind of, I wanted you to ask me that so bad that I already answered it. <laughs> <laughs> but just, yeah, the like making sure that you can deadlift 150 pounds so that when you comes time to wearing, you know, all the protective gear. So that's like another thing like uh, in CrossFit, a lot of times athletes will perform um, the workouts in a weight vest. And I haven't gotten to the point where I do a weight vest yet, but um, it might be a goal of mine because I'll tell you the protective gear that we wear to do iron casting is like leather. It's leather jackets and leather pants, like another pair of leather pants over. You've got steel toe boots. You've got a, a hard hat with a face shield. So you're like, Breathing is kind of like, you know, it's very constrictive. And then also it's probably hot because you're mm -hmm. not only physically working, but it might be in the open sun and the furnace is like 1800 degrees. And so then you're sweating and then your leathers are soaked. And so that's something that, and, and I already talked about, you know, the like breaking of the iron and the, I feel like we do the, um, sledgehammer, sledgehammer hitting tires is like that similar stimulus. So it's like, there's, I always thought it was really cool, but something that not a lot of people can speak to is the similarities between the physical labor of casting iron and the physical labor of CrossFit. Absolutely. And I know we've got some clarity on that. Thanks to, thanks to you, Laura. Now, what about any mantras or mottos or philosophies that guide you in life? Go. So one thing, and I wasn't really aware of this um, 
saying until I got it from my father. So he, in 2020, was diagnosed with uh, brain cancer, and he unfortunately passed away in 2021. Um, But when he was diagnosed, he started saying this saying, which was, what makes you a man is what you do when the storm comes. And so I personally almost probably say that to myself every single day. And if you take, because we're going to take out the gender of what makes you a man, what I take away from it isn't man. What I take away from it is what makes you the person that you're proud of is what you do when the storm comes. And the storm can be anything. The storm could be You know, we just recently had the time change where we had to all get up an hour earlier. And so it's like, how do you, you know, deal with the things that are difficult? What makes you a man is what you do when the storm comes, what you do. Laura? Uh Uh-oh. When things get, say that for now or since then till now and probably for the rest of my life is like what kind of a person do I want to be when the storm comes and every day is a preparation for that I love that that's a great message for our audience all right so a couple last questions for you Laura if you could make just one statement to the world what would it be or to put it another way if you had to choose one thing to be on a billboard to be seen by thousands or millions what would that billboard say and maybe it's the message you just had, but is there a different one? I I think that, I mean, I think you have to be in a certain state of mind to be thinking about what makes you the person you want to be when the storm comes. But I would say that for a billboard or just to like tell everybody is you're doing exactly what you should be doing right now, whether you know it or not. You're doing exactly what you should be doing and you're doing a good job. And that's something that I've found um, everybody is craving to hear that. Everybody just wants to know that they're doing exactly what they, because there's always these questions of, well, I don't know. Should I take this job? Should I move this house? Like, should I move house? Should I do this? Should I do that? And it's like, whatever it is, you will be guided. You won't necessarily get what you want but you'll get what you need. And we just have to trust that um, because I think it's more comforting to trust that I'm doing exactly what I should be doing and that I'm doing a good job than to be living in the uncertainty. And so that's what I just want everybody to feel like, whether you know it or not, you are doing exactly what you should be doing and you're doing a good job. I find that message comforting and reassuring. So Thank you for sharing. Okay. So Laura, as you look ahead in life, what most excites you about the future or what are you most looking forward to? Um, I mean, in the, like in the short term, I'm looking forward to going to the national conference on contemporary cast iron art, which is going to be in April at Birmingham, in Birmingham, Alabama. And um, it's going to be the first iron pour it's going to be the first national conference that we've had since the pandemic. So it's going to be like a really, really big um, family reunion. And now that I've been doing this podcast, I know even more people in the community. So in the short term, I'm looking forward to this 
uh, national conference. I'm looking forward to more iron pours in the future and making videos about them um, for the YouTube channel. I and I'm just keep on looking forward to the growth of the podcast and um, just I'm interested to see where that is going to lead. Yeah. And I'm looking for sure. forward to Festivus. <laughs> the Festivus uh, games. Who, who are your teammates for Festivus? Uh, Allison and Julie. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's exciting. That's a, that's a, that's a so, star squad. Yeah. So last, last year we did it and we took first in the novice category. So we're hoping for a strong repeat performance and obviously we'll we'll do the best that we can and it'll be good enough but i'm really just looking forward to spending that day with those best friends of mine and also the right. other competitors from our gym and the supporters that come out to see us that's awesome so then laura if somebody wants to check out your youtube channel how do they find you um, so the YouTube channel is Cast Iron Gypsy. And so you can just go into the Google search bar and just Google Cast Iron Gypsy. And um, it, it'll bring you to YouTube or it will bring you to my website. will bring you to YouTube um, and also the podcast, which now I will say that if nobody listens to the podcast from the gym, I won't be offended because it is a little bit like inside baseball. We're talking about very specific yeah. things and it's a lot of friends from the community and stuff. So it might be a little alien. It might just not be everybody's cup of tea and that's okay because I have a niche audience, but that sure. is, you can just Google the podcast iron and that'll come up on YouTube and Spotify and iTunes and any of the other podcasting platforms. So. I dig it. Laura, Thank you for joining us on the podcast. Thank you for sharing your story and your wisdom. It's been an honor to have you and to talk to you today. Thank you. It's been a really great honor for me to be in the hot seat and it's been exciting and, and uh, I don't feel nervous anymore. So thank you for inviting me on. Hey, it's been wonderful. To any of our audience out there, if you want to learn more about CrossFit Arizona, you can find us on all the socials. And then when you're ready, click over to CrossFitEdwardsville.com. You can book a no-sweat conversation with a coach and learn more about, about what your unique CrossFit journey looks like. But that's it. That's all we got for today. We'll see you guys in the next episode. Peace. 